0: I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 16, The Portland Trailblazers. Uh, This one features Will Tracy. Uh, He's a writer for last week tonight with John Oliver. Um, I interviewed him in an echoey apartment uh, with his two dogs. You may or may not be able to hear in the background, Um, but it was a really great interview and you know, let's just get right to it.
1: There was a period in the early 2000s where a few blazers were, became known for some of their off-court, shall we say, legal activities or illegal activities. Some of them was benign. Damon Stoudemire had some pot stuff, which I don't care about that. Yeah. Some of it less benign. Ruben the Junkyard Dog Patterson is a registered sex offender. Okay, Kintel, so, Kintel Woods that's not so good. Kintel Woods was barely on the team. He and like, I had a cup of coffee on the Blazers, but we're still gonna count him as part of this era. Had gotten involved with some dog fighting activity. That's also it not was very bad. Good. It yeah. was not good. However, it's worth mentioning that even during this period, the so-called Jail Blazers era when they were a punchline around the league, they were still going to the playoffs and in the height of Jail Blazers which is like 03, they won 50 games. So they were still a good team. So if that's the most embarrassing moment in your team's entire history is like a 50 win season, it's like that's not bad. It's pretty good. So I'm going to say like that's one of the main parts of my argument for you is that this is not really a team that embarrasses you. So they are huh. all about not embarrassing the fan base. Because again, <laughs> there's no baseball, there's no football. Right. All the fan activity and attention in Portland is focused solely on the basketball team. So they you, they have to be good, A. They, you can't have a crummy team. And it's why Portland makes the playoffs a lot. And you don't want to embarrass yourselves by having you know a guy who has a dog fighting ring on your team. Oh, God,
0: <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. Um, so if I'm gonna if I'm gonna watch a Blazers game mm-hmm. right now, yeah. Um, I mean, I know I know Damian Lillard's on the team. Yeah. Like, what else am I gonna see on the court? What am I? Is it gonna be fun to, team to watch? Oh, they're very very fun.
1: Yeah, they're at, they're generally considered a really fun league pass team because a lot of people don't know much about them because they're a small market team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in a real conference and they make the play. They've made the playoffs the last four years. And even when they're not supposed to, they because they, they always seem to exceed expectations a little bit. And so the team that you have is known for being a very fast... They're kind of like a Rick Carlisle Mavericks team. A fast-paced, mm-hmm. sort of read-and-react offense. They move the ball around a lot. They're not a great defensive team, but they're a really high-scoring team. And it's mainly based around the two guards. So you got Damian Lillard, who's sort of... I guess semi-pejoratively referred to as Stephen Curry Light, because he's the only other guy in the league, only other superstar in the league, who has that Curry kind of ability to just pull up from like six feet behind the three-point line and launch it, and some to actually relatively high rate of makes on those. So he'll shoot it from anywhere. And then the other guy, C.J. McCollum, who's their shooting guard. I love C.J. McCollum. He's really, really exciting. He's got this incredible array of dribble moves. He's another guy who kind of can hit from anywhere. And I think he has one of the highest field goal percentages for that, like, 7-foot to 10-foot range. These mid-range shots, which no one takes anymore. He takes them and makes a bunch of them. And it's really exciting to watch him. So the two of them just shoot the lights out. And everything kind of revolves around the two of them. And none of, neither of them can play a lick of defense, but it doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> um, so, I mean, they actually seem like they'd be a really fun team to watch. And yes. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, not the Warriors, not the no. Rockets, not the, the Thunder.
1: Again, they're, they are a Warriors-like team in that they're, <laughs> they shoot a lot, but no one's really like the Warriors. Right. I will say, whenever they play the Warriors, they are one of those teams who, they don't come nowhere near beating them, but they always put up a really good fight you know Lillard McCollum tend to play well against uh Thompson
0: and Curry um okay uh, um so the fan base like mm -hmm. will you would you guys embrace me as as a bandwagon person oh
1: absolutely yeah I mean I think Portland is like a lot of small market teams I think they are they feel like they don't get enough attention they don't get enough respect people always forget about the Blazers you know, it's hard sometimes to get those a blazer on an All Star team or um, an All NBA team, and so yeah, there's there's a chip on their shoulder aspect, which I think with the cold weather cities, that tends to be exclusionary. You know, it's sort of us against the world. But I think with the with Portland, there is a need of no, give us attention. We want you to like us. And you no, know, come aboard, come on board the bandwagon. I think that I think you would be very, very much
0: embraced in Portland. Okay, it's cool. that kind of city. Okay, okay. So what else? I've actually never been to Portland. Oh, I, yeah, I, know, to Portland. I know, I know. I as a as a Brooklyn hipster, I just, yeah, right. I just have to. <laughs> um, but uh, so, like, how aside from the fan base, like, what are like what are the little like extras you can like throw in, like all the stuff that I need to know if I become a fan?
1: Well, I think that they have the best art and logo in the league, which they have one of the few sort of. It's kind of a retro futurist. It's that pinwheel, right? It's, yeah. the, it's the five red stripes and then the five gray stripes. It has a kind of a pinwheel motion to it. And no one really knows what it means, but I'm going to tell you what it means. <sighs> so it's five stripes going one way, five stripes kind of going the other way, and they're swirling together. And it's supposed to, in an abstract art kind of way, It's supposed to represent five offensive players versus five defensive players kind of coming together and swirling around each other on the court and playing a, you know, playing basketball. So no one notices when they look at it. They assume like, is that a, is that supposed to be a trail that is being, it's two trails that are blazed? I don't get what that is. But when you actually look up the meaning of it, it's like, oh, that is kind of a nice piece of conceptual art. And most other logos are not like that. They're really kind of literal and representational. But I don't know if you could do a lot of logo deep dives on this show, but I do think Blazers have the best logo. That
0: is a good one. And they do have, like, I like their colors. Like yeah. The black and red. Yeah. Kind of Kind solid. of strong. Yeah. Solid. Um, they also, the best book, and this is just
1: a general recommendation to your listeners, the best book ever written about pro basketball is by David Halberstam. It's called The Breaks of the Game, and he wrote it about... The Blazers season after they won the championship in 77 when everything went wrong. Bill Walton mm. got injured and Bill Walton was never the same. The team kind of, the team fortunes and chemistry sort of after being, so after this miracle magical season just kind of came in a sort of a sla- sad, slow way, kind of come come unraveling. And it's about how that can happen to a pro team. And it's the the best, one of the best sports books ever written.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I'll, there you I, go. I'm gonna. I'll probably read that regardless. It's great. Um, okay. So, like, what are like, other weird things or fun things with like the players? Like, you know, I mean, you know, Damian. I don't know
1: if you care about this. Damian Lillard is generally considered the best uh, uh, NBA player at rapping. He's a rapper. <laughs> and look, this is a low bar. Wait, really? This is a low bar. But he is, as far as rappers, professional professional basketball players go, he's the best rapper who's ever played pro basketball, huh. which again, it's not saying much, but he's like the Kendrick Lamar of NBA rappers.
0: That's interesting. How can I, what is Oh yeah, he?
1: he's got, he, I think he releases actual albums. Like he'll drop singles on Twitter all the time. Huh. I think he's considered not embarrassing. Not great. Th- but not embar- not like shaq level bad.
0: No, but that's pretty. That's that's pretty bad. Yes,
1: because honestly, most rap songs that have been released by NBA players, past and present, have been really, really poor. And his are sort of, you know, what this is kind of inoffensively average. That is, I yeah. mean, that is saying a lot. Inoffensively average is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, M- Mascot. Mascot's not great. It's it's <laughs> Blaze the Trail Cat.
0: Blaze the trail cat. Yeah.
1: He's, I guess, some sort of a mountain cat. He's pretty dumb. He kind of looks as much like a dog or a coyote. Wait, as he's
0: he's dumb as in like that's part of his character? No, he's or a you dumb that, mascot. Oh. No, that's
1: my personal assessment of his qualities of mascot. I think he's dumb. Okay. And he kind of looks almost more like a coyote or a dog than he does a cat. or a, I guess he's supposed to be a cougar or a mountain lion. Okay. And he wears kind of a full jumpsuit. He's not sort of just in, you know... A, a naked cat. He's wearing kind of warm-up clothes, usually a red headband, and he doesn't really do a whole lot. He waves a flag, and then occasionally he cha- trampoline dunks. But he's, I think, in general, a very forgettable mascot. I kind of want to ask you what before I give my final pitch. What your what are you looking
0: for? I mean, the Knicks obviously have been awful. Their management right. is terrible. Just so many scandals and stupid, right. horrible things. Uh, Final straw for me was when I found out that Dolan donated three hundred thousand dollars to Trump.
1: <laughs> oh boy, so that's though, not good. So that's
0: big. So actually, politics is a big thing for me. Also, okay, yeah. So if you want to talk, so like, yeah, politically, yeah, you got Paul yeah. Allen.
1: Okay, so he, Paul oh Allen. yeah, Paul Allen, yes, is the that's owner. right. So you've got sort of a
0: Microsoft. Uh, yeah, you've got oh, sort of like co-owner. a hippy
1: dippy Pacific Northwest Silicon Valley dude running the team. He's generally considered a good owner. There might be bad things about him. I wouldn't know. I'd have to go to his Wikipedia page. But he seems, as owners go. So he's not, you know, like the cat. He's not Dan Gilbert, who owns a payday loans company. He's not... Is that how Dan Gilbert made his money? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nightmare. Do not listen to anyone who defends Dan Gilbert. He's terrible. And then, yeah, he's not James Dolan, who's got, you know, a terrible blues rock band that he you know forces like the eagles to open for him basically <laughs> you know and he and gives money to trump you don't have to worry about any of that so not also not a steve balmer annoying silicon loud valley kind of guy I mean, he's just kind of a normal old school guy who happens to be a multi <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right cool so that's interesting okay so on that note um yeah. we're gonna go to a quick break um yeah. and uh then you're gonna give me your pitch for the blazers this is Elisa from Long Island. The Decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed, at Alex Kappelman. The best way to support the show is to follow Alex on Twitter. That's at Alex Kappelman. Back to the show. I'm really liking this. I kind of like this idea of like, you know, Paul Allen is like kind of like maybe like a, a more uh, like, like a less nefarious uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. type of owner. Um, I, I like the logo thing, actually. That's pretty that, good, that, right? Yeah. I kind of like, ne- like if I were to wear... If you wear a shirt or a hat, it looks cool. It looks cool. And there's like the meaning behind it, yeah. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And Damien Lillard obviously is a really electrifying player and I'd love to watch him play. Um, so like you're, I'm kind I feel like I'm like kind of on the precipice here yeah, and I just need good, right? a little last push. So okay. like, what's your
1: last push? Here's my last push. We already established they're not going to embarrass you. Uh, they make the playoffs a lot and they make the playoffs in a tough conference and for a team that they had for a while They had the record for the longest continuous streak of going to the playoffs which was like 25 years what? And then yeah, and that was it ended with the jailblazers But then they rebuilt quickly and so this is a team that goes to playoffs a lot They they do not want to tank they want to win. Mm-hmm. They want to please the fans. They're all about that it's in Portland, which is a great city, which you need to visit. They have, I think, the most likable superstar in the league and Damian Lillard, who's very, very exciting. They play a, a, a fast-paced, high-scoring type of basketball, all offense, which is tends to be very fun. They have high-character guys. They have the best art. So it seems like they kind of fit the criteria for what you want in a team nowadays, that's what I think. Now, this being said, you are a free agent essentially right now. Essentially, right? yeah, you're a free agent who's trying to pick a team. The Blazers never get free agents. I think the best <laughs> free agent the Blazers ever got was like Kenny Anderson in 1996. This is so true. we're always. This is what we are. We're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. It's always sort of like you know what? A really great fit for Carmelo Anthony would be the Blazers. He'd fit great with Lillard. He'd fit, great, and they tried to recruit him. They tried to make this happen. Right, and he and was like, Nah, he's like, I'm not moving to Portland. Yeah. And it's like when people go to Portland, they love it. But I think to a lot of NBA players, it's like that might as well be like, you know, Vancouver. They right. don't know what Alaska, they don't know what Portland is. And most people don't. It's only, it's only now that people are starting to figure it out. And so I think now it's like a good time to get it on the ground floor of an exciting thing.
0: Ooh. All right. That's a good thing I to hear. Yeah. I
1: actually feel real. I'm kind of selling myself on this. <laughs> I think this might make Final Four, but not ultimately win. This is what I think. Might make, oh, the two Your teams, Final Four. My Final Four too. But not, but not ultimately win. That's the is bridesmaid, my, never the bride. That's right. That's my prediction.
0: Well, to find out yeah. if the Blazers will be the bridesmaid and never the bride, <laughs> keep listening to the decision. Um, well, sorry. I'm probably not <laughs> no, going to use that. No, I liked that. it. I liked it. Um, uh, so, Will Tracy's a writer for last week tonight. Uh, with John Oliver on HBO. Will, thank you for trying to recruit me. Absolutely, my pleasure. The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and Scott Kappelman. There's going to be five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th when the final episode is released. Until then, follow me on Twitter, at Alex Kappelman.